Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. Today we are going to be discussing Sonic Boom. And by we, I mean me, Steven, and Charlie and Isaiah. Hello. Rise of Lyric on the Wii U, to be exact. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are two other Sonic Boom games, and we will get to them. Bef- and they're probably better. They are probably, at least one of them is probably better. We'll see. Can I start? I know we have a docket and everything. <laughs> But can I just put, like, a little seed in everyone's head before this episode just, goes? Just completely ignore the docket, yes, please. I just want to slap one thing here. I, the whole time, I would like you both to be thinking, as, like, objectively as possible, is this game better than Sonic Heroes? Oh, my God. I'm so upset So, Steven is just saying this because I was playing Sonic Heroes before we started recording. No, I was actually, I've been thinking about this all week since I started playing the game. I actually have also been thinking about this. Um... Because I feel like I'm being ganged up on. <laughs> so, so okay, so the thing that I've specifically been thinking about is that, like, the characters don't ever stop talking in the oh, same right, way. Oh, right, that. I forgot about this part. In the same way that the characters <laughs> in Sonic Heroes never stop talking. I think in Sonic Heroes there's more variety to what they say, but insofar as what they say is scripted by where they are in the stage, whereas in Sonic Boom, what they say is scripted by what objects they're directly interacting with. (laughs) Yeah. So there are like eight, there are like 16 maybe different voice lines for when you touch a bounce pad, and all of them are just shouting bounce pad, which is hilarious. That's Um, not 100% true, but it's not not an obscene hyperbole. (laughs) And like, the characters in Sonic Heroes will say, this is making my head spin. Like no, three they say times over my the head spinning. <laughs> I think one says my head spinning, and another says this is making my head spin. Like they're two separate voice lines, two separate characters. But right? we both know that like the one you remember is Tails going. <laughs> ah, my head spinning. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Cream saying this is making my head spin. Oh well, I never even like played as Team Rose <laughs> for the but, podcast. Like, so those voice lines you will hear them at specific points in the stage. So every time you play the stage, you will hear them. And there are so many scripted that they never stop talking. Yeah. And it it's, it's very similar and equally annoying. I think probably people are more willing to forgive Sonic Heroes, uh, but they shouldn't. Well, also, there are significantly more parallels here that were not covered at all in your brief... <laughs> that's that's true. I just covered the they won't stop shut. They won't they won't shut up. They won't stop situation. coming and they won't stop coming. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Fed to the rules and they hit the ground running. No, but until the they th- got to the beat 'em up section. The thing the thing about it is there are always more than one character like on screen at a time. Mm-hmm. You can switch between them pretty conveniently, but it's someone drawing. Yeah. You need to switch between them to accomplish different tasks, and the game can't tell if it wants to be a beat-em-up or a platformer. Sonic fucking Heroes. <laughs> this is Sonic good. Heroes. But it's less slippery. <laughs> it is less yeah. slippery, but it is also more... Uh... And you don't switch to Tails in order to make sure you don't fucking die. <laughs> and, like, this might be going too far into the episode, but I definitely think the level design in this game is significantly better and significantly more engaging to look at. I will agree kind with of, that. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, in an engaging way, like I, I do it. I will admit it's a little too saturated in heroes, but this is also a little too dull for me. Yeah, I would give you that. The thing I was referring to more so though was the uh, the platforms in heroes feel like you're just jumping through a blank space that happens to have squares in it, whereas this game feels like you're in an environment. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, the weird thing is because this is just kind of like a weird alternate reality reboot or whatever. 
it has like the aesthetics of Sonic, but it like makes it look more ancient and like it kind of does that in Ocean Palace and Sonic Heroes, but it's like it's still like trying to be classic. But this one's like, oh, it's classic, but it's like all ruined. Like this used to be Green Hill Zone before the Plague hit or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like post-apocalyptic almost. I do think that Heroes was meant to be like I think Heroes started the trend of every Sonic game being a soft reboot. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I do agree with that. Like, the plot in Heroes is definitely connected in some ways to Adventure 2, but, like, there are no humans besides Eggman, if you want to call him human, and, like, the scope definitely shifted. Yeah. Uh, and- I think, I mean, visually, the game is very, it, it has a more, like, natural look to it. Yeah. There's there's much less emphasis on, like, vibrant colors, which I think is why it very visually stands out. In a in a negative way, largely from the rest of the series. Oh, interesting. I, like I didn't. Mm, okay, so the thing. I and I should say, like, I think it looks good, but compared to other Sonic games, I think it looks boring. Yeah, I do not necessarily disagree. I think that part of that has to do with us not getting as far into the game as like we could have. That's that's definitely me. a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that like once you get into the world and you meet some of the NPCs, like bland as they are writing wise, like they look just as much like Sonic characters as any NPC ever has. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about that's true. Like the environments are very like they're very like American wilderness as opposed to like uh. You, you know, the way that Sonic tends to be like, we're going to pick four colors, they're going to pop, and we're going to design, like, all the shit around those four colors. And then you mm-hmm. go to a new place, and we have four new colors that all pop a lot. Okay. You know? So that hasn't really been the thing since Sonic Heroes, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, you did not give this kind of shit to Sonic Adventure, which looks significantly worse and significantly more boring than this game does. No, you know what? I will give mm-hmm. you that. With the exception uh-huh. of Twinkle Park. Yeah, that's totally fair. I don't know. I feel like the environments are, like, really over the top if, like, the colors aren't, like, that interesting in adventure. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair, but I think that has more to do with just the generally, like, more, I don't know, aggressive level design. Yeah. Like, you're running down a street that corkscrews and then launches you into the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, very natural scenery. Yeah, it feels very organic. You know when you're driving. <laughs> When you're, driving. when you're driving and you hit like a like a, a speed panel and then you, and then just... you go through a loop to loop and then you realize the rest of the road isn't finished. Yeah, it, or <laughs> the, conversely, the rest you... of the road and then it splits just <laughs> enough for you to like fit your car through one loop. Conversely, the... you're driving and then you realize that the road has a ninety degree vertical incline. <laughs> You know, it, it, like, twists, and then suddenly you're driving on the side of a skyscraper, and if you, like, let up on the gas pedal even a little bit, you will fall. Also, the cops are after you. Yeah, no yeah, the cops what. are after you, too. But it's okay, there's a spring at the end. But, yeah, like... You'll be safe. The thing I wanted to... Comp- <laughs> <laughs> the thing I wanted to bring up about Sonic Adventure the most was specifically, I think it's called Mystic Runes. That's, like, the overworld map, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Like, this... I think okay. Mystic Ruins in this game look... Like, if if you updated the textures to be contemporary to when this game was released, they would look the exact same. Yeah. That is Honestly, fair. I think it would work more, like, this aesthetic would work more for the Mystic Ruins because everything looks kind of like an old Sonic level, so it would be like, 
Oh, it's like Angel Island if it were really old. Yeah, like someone found it later. Yeah. See, I think I think the setting is very slightly different, whereas Mystic Ruins is very much like uh, we have like a so there, uh, we we have a sort of like foresty area, and there are there are wide open places. There's a, fo- wa- a waterfall and all that stuff. But I feel like uh, there aren't Sonic that Boom many is... wide open places in the forest area. There's really just like the temple and then the edge of the forest. I mean, the wide open place is the main part of Mystic Ruins. That you. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean before you get? I, get, I see. I see. Go ahead. But uh, Sonic Boom, the setting is largely canyons, and so like you mostly see rocks and dirt. Like that's the majority of what you're looking at. But there's plenty of water. Like when you enter and exit that area, you're running over like this giant ravine, which I think is lovely. And then you also like if you're exploring that environment, which I know Isaiah you didn't spend much time doing, and we'll kind of get to it. But Charlie did not get to see that environment for himself. Um, but, like, that that environment, if you're exploring it, you will constantly be popping, like, back and forth between going through the canyons and then seeing, the, like, the water's edge for the ravine that you're next to. Okay. So you do get, like, plenty of the water, which is similar to Mystic Ruins, you know, which is, like, I guess it's seaside, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then I think the forest that you come from to get to the little village area, like, that is very reminiscent to me of the forest part of Mystic Ruins. And then also, like, the wooden shacks and, like... Ramshackle technology reminds me of Mystic Runes as well, including the minecarts and things like that. It just sucks because the three linear like areas I I went to, which were the first three linear areas in the game, it was uh, old rocks, and then regular <laughs> rocks, and then old rocks. They're very dim too, like they're low lit. Yeah, so it, it just like. And, and it, it it doesn't feel good as compared to even Sonic Adventure goes, hey, if you're going to a different area, it's going to look completely different. Yeah, you get like beachside, very bright, sunny vibes, like white sand, not actually refre- reflecting light, but like the energy of reflecting light up in your yeah. eyes. <laughs> and then you go to like the more like deep tones of Windy Valley and stuff like that. Sonic Adventure even tried to, within the same area, different sections will, will look visually different. Like in Twinkle Park, uh, which I, I think is, is just the best part of the game. Um, like, there will be bits where it's like, oh no, you're inside. Oh, but now you're outside, but you're on top of the building that you were inside earlier. Yeah. You know? And so, like, you get to see different scenery within the same uh, stage. And in Sonic Boom, it's like... Yeah, so if you look over there, you'll see uh, the door that's closed. That <laughs> in order to open it, you have to press like eighty switches, uh, and then we'll just keep coming back to this closed door. And then you know, once you go through it, I think I'm gonna show you another closed door. <laughs> I don't think that the visual design in this game is exceptional. I just <laughs> like I I'm just trying to get at the fact that like this is stuff we've seen in Sonic before. Yeah, and like. I I think it's like not amazing, but it's not complete shit either. And and just to be clear, visuals are not the thing that I really care about in games, even Sonic games. But I yeah. do think visually this is among the weakest in the franchise. Uh, I would yeah. I would hesitate to go that far. Okay. I think one of my main issues. I, I think it was Steven who pointed out this comparison is that because of like the kind of game it is trying to be. It looks a little, it looks very samey with like other like early mid 2000 platformers like. Like your Crash Bandicoots and. Yeah, like post Naughty Dog Crash Bandicoot, 
Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, but it doesn't like though it does kind of throw in that Sonic flair. It doesn't feel like it's offering that much. Yeah, it's way more subdued. Yeah, I I'm think also, and this might be a personal thing, but I think the canyon landscape is just not interesting to me. Even if that's the case, like you will definitely not handle the beginning of this game well. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good rocks, and it's and it's hilarious too because I've I've been to the Grand Canyon. And I'm like, this is excellent, and then I like play a video game that takes place in canyons i'm like this is boring well i mean if you had been on the moon you might not have been as impressed by like that part in portal you know <laughs> <laughs> that's fair hey spoilers whatever <laughs> <laughs> if you're 67 episodes deep into our show and you like you still keep watching i or listening i guess you know that i like to drop casual spoilers about games i'm not interested in <laughs> <laughs> uh so do we want to uh get to the docket Probably now that we're 16 minutes. <laughs> you were like, you were like, you mind if I go off docket? And I was like, sure. This is, I mean, it's pretty much the only thing I contribute to the show outside of my actual like presence <laughs> in the show. But like, if you want to just like undo that, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I do think. I mean, we got a good discussion out of it. So, but without further ado, Charlie, do you want to take us away? Yeah. So there's an auto running section. <laughs> you, st- you start out just to make. Just to, like, put you in that false sense of security that you're playing a Sonic game. Yeah. I think a lot of Sonic games do that regardless. If, if we're going to talk about the beginning, we should state that it starts with Sonic being buried by rubble, and then you do a running save. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, because it yeah, l- made no impression yeah. on me. Eggman's taunting you, and you're running with Tails, Amy, and Knuckles all looking different, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> Wait, is that the on the dog? Uh, oh, it is. Okay, Knuckles cool. is dumb. Anyway... Knuckles You're is running. like, he's he's ascended from regular Knuckles dumb. He is now like a higher tier of dumbness. <laughs> but you're kind of in like this like this four person formation. You got like rainbows. You got like colored streams. It's it's kind of just like you know running in Sonic Heroes. Yeah, it's like particle effects and stuff. But you're running and you can you can jump. You can move around. It's you can quick step. You know, pretty standard Sonic fare at this point. It feels just like any other Sonic game to me. Yeah, but, like, you mostly just deal with, like, physical obstacles or, like, uh, what's the word, natural obstacles rather than, like, enemies, at least at this point. I don't know if it's, um, there's more. As far as I went, I didn't experience many, like, robot enemies during those segments, and there wasn't, like, a boss fight that was like that, but I'm sure that happens later in the game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like pretty much all of the obstacles are just... There's a rock in the path. You gotta jump over it or sidestep it. Metal Sonic does show up and like m- theoretically make obstacles for you, which is slightly more interesting than just rocks being in your way. But it's still not like you just hit the jump button. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think you fight Metal Sonic in this game. I feel like they just tease you with him most of the time. Like I think there's a shadow fight. But... He's a big part of the opening cutscene, so it'd be very surprising if uh, he didn't like do anything meaningful i guess the way i might handle it is like use him as like teaser for sequels because i think they planned this game being more than a one-off considering that like the 3ds version is a slightly different game and then we did eventually get a sequel yeah that's true yeah this is technically a um there's a there's a lot this was supposedly a prequel to the show even though there really isn't anything similar with the show other than just the characters yeah there's not like continuity no, it's just, uh, it's a game. 
it's how kind of like about the, how do you feel about the writing of this game it's fine like I've, i'm kind of it weirdly it's like fu- it's kind of funnier than like the past few games have been agreed yeah oh definitely agree yeah and maybe that's just because i'm more used to booms here but i already like booms humor like the cartoon better, better than like colors or lost world yeah or yeah. even like sonic x's comedy I choose to ignore Sonic X or to forget it. <laughs> I think this is probably the most successfully funny Sonic game, but about 70% of the jokes make me groan still. Yeah. I actually I like Sometimes they jokes get me. a lot. You know. Sorry, what did you say, Steven? <laughs> I actually liked Knuckles jokes a lot. Yeah, it's Knuckles who's doing most of it. Yeah. I really enjoyed near the beginning of the game when you're exploring the temple that Lyric is in, Knuckles says, if a door is open and you don't have to knock or like something along those lines, it's probably a bad idea to go in. And I like that because it sounds dumb initially, but it's also just like, hey, if something's easy, it might not be worth doing. <laughs> there, so, Sometimes his level, I mean, sometimes his dumb jokes are like, come on, you're just, I just, I can't. You used to be so cool, and I get sad. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of Ed being in a group without Ed or Eddie. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but and and there'll be like there's a bit where somebody mentioned that like something sensing their presence, and Knuckles goes, "Oh, we get presents." <laughs> and Isn't I'm, that followed by like a long pause from Sonic? Yes. <laughs> it doesn't seem intentional either because the camera. <laughs> hands to Sonic and he doesn't animate and then he's, and then for like a full second nothing happens and then he's just like no and then they get back to the dialogue <laughs> it's like so funny and I can't tell if it's on purpose there's a there's a bit where like so so they go they go into a door that everybody's like don't go into this door and Sonic's like I'm gonna go into the door well they tell and him not then, to put his hand on it yeah and so he does that and then uh, they unleash a thousand-year-old, like, uh, like evil entity who wants to destroy the world. Yeah, um, lyric, if you will. And everybody just glares at Sonic, and and I feel like, look, I get it. This happened because he did the thing, but it feels like this is not the not a useful way to spend your energy. I don't know. I actually so, liked that scene a lot. Or sorry, were you finished? I just something about the presentation of like, of like. Somebody, somebody makes a, a decision on behalf of others that they don't like, that they don't approve of, and then at at every opportunity for that scene, and then it gets forgotten afterwards. Not so right it's away. like, in the long term, like it it feels as though I I don't know. I just I just don't like the bit of like we're going to like inform you as much as possible that like you messed up. And we're just gonna be angry at you, and that's basically the the whole dynamic until the next scene when we forget about it. Okay, again, it's not forgotten in the next scene. <laughs> okay. So the thing I really liked about the scene initially, just on its own, without the thing that I'll talk about in a second, is that they are roasting Sonic for being too hasty, which yeah. never happens except for <laughs> in Sonic, um, Lost World. No, Sonic Chronicles. It, like, barely That's happens true, in Lost yeah. World. But in Sonic Chronicles, are... like, Sonic truly gets roasted for his personality and, like, not developing as a human. There is literally any criticism of his character, which is a positive. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess human's a bad word person. But, like, they, they, like, they actually chastise Sonic for having flaws, which is something that rarely happens. 
And yeah. in this game, they set it up as like, Sonic will not get off scot-free. If he does stupid things, he will be called out for it. And it makes yeah. sense to be angry at Sonic in that moment, because they think that they have just destroyed the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's... I, to be fair, they, they realize they've destroyed the world later on. Which is the next thing that I was going to talk about, because as soon as they leave, they like... They get that they'll still need Sonic's help to, like, get out alive, so they're running back yeah. to their place. And they've not forgiven him, but they've stopped calling that on it for, like, the time it takes to get from the temple to their village. Yeah. And then they meet with the village elder who tells them that, like, everything is fucked. <laughs> and they all look at Sonic without saying anything, and they let him kind of fess up. And he doesn't fully admit that he did it, but I like that because it seems like Sonic is not the type to fully admit that he did something. So he does the royal Wii. <laughs> See, and I, I like this scene a lot more than the original one because it's very much like, like they look at him like, you know what you did. And he's like, haha, man, we messed up, didn't we? Yeah. But like everyone <laughs> knows that Sonic messed up. And even the, like Cliff, I think is his name, like the badger dude. <laughs> yeah. He's like, not cool, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really into that line. <laughs> hmm. Um... But I just, I, I really do like how childish everyone was acting. Because okay. if this is a reboot, then it makes sense that their characters should develop, like, as we're going. So you have to start from, like, a smaller place to get better. Okay, that, that, that makes sense. But also, like, are their characters going to develop? I mean, I feel like they developed even just on the way to the village. Because, like, they did, they didn't forgive Sonic vocally. But you can tell that they're, like, going to work with him to save the world, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seemed less like they were willing to do that. It almost felt as though they might just leave Sonic behind when they got out of the temple because of how petty they were being. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I didn't get to any other cutscenes after that that had meaningful dialogue between all four, so I'm not sure. I'm just saying, like, it seemed promising to me, I guess. It it seems like, from what I can tell, that's the... Um, until the next, like, critical plot point, like when Shadow shows up or whatever, like, that's about it as far as cutscenes go. Yeah, that's how it felt for me too. Cuz cuz the next the next bit of like there's long stretches of gameplay with no I don't want to say no plot advancement, but no like need for a cutscene. There's you no know? writing. Mm-hmm. There's just yeah. events. Yeah. Uh speaking of events, uh Steven, you want to talk about the beat 'em up sections? <laughs> sure. Beat 'em up. Yeah, it wasn't really a very good segue, but I figured we should probably do it. I didn't realize that you ordered these in the order that they appear in the game. <laughs> was that on purpose? Yes, it was. Oh, well done. Okay. So after you run around for a while, and by the way, you're only allowed to play as Sonic during the first auto-running segment. Mm-hmm. When you land like at the end of this road that collapses while you're messing with Eggman, a bunch of robots get sent after you, and you have to fight them as Knuckles. And the combat in this game, to me, it seems like the death comes from switching between the four characters that you have access to. But since you can't do that in this first fight, I feel like most of us just ended up punching things a lot as Knuckles by hitting the punch button. Yes. Can even confirm. though <laughs> even I, though there is like a charged attack button as well as a special attack button and aerial versions of both your moves. I did I did use the dodge button. It was basically the regular attack button and the dodge button and those were the two things that I used. And that's it. Something unfortunate about the dodge button in this game, though, is that they didn't do anything that more modern combat-focused games do, where if you dodge an attack successfully, there is, at the very least, an animation and a sound. 
or at the most, you freeze time and obliterate the opponent because of how good you dodged. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like that in games where you successfully dodged, and that just lets you deal more damage for some reason. Yeah, it's like a parry, but more agile. But like yeah. in this case, it seems like you just get a movement option that you can cancel your attacks into. So it's like yeah. you don't just have to run away. You can roll out of a punch. But that doesn't actually seem very advantageous because enemies in this game, when you punch them, they get stunned for a little bit. So you can just combo them until they're dead. The The reason you want to dodge is because an enemy is attacking you that's not the one that you're attacking. But there are four people on screen, so most of the time someone else is handling the other enemy. That That is true, uh, but later in the game you'll get split up into groups of two, and that's yeah. when like dodge be, d becomes more uh, of a viable option. That sounds reasonable, but in my experience, when I was in a pair of two, either no enemies showed up or only two enemies at a time showed up. That's true. There are, like, sometimes they're like, here's some enemies, like, have fun or whatever. Um, also, so you'll never be in groups of one. You'll always be in groups of two because this game is a drop-in, drop-out co-op. Uh, but Wait, only it, with two players. Is it co-op? I didn't experience that at all. I, I believe I believe so. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I didn't play the co-op because, 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 because I don't. Nobody came over. <laughs> Imagine that. You don't want anyone to come over. Yeah, I don't want anyone. To, I, so I, it was never going to happen. Yeah. Um, but like, I I believe on launch, I played it with a friend. We played co-op. Um, that, and like, yeah, I remember we played it with a friend a while ago when it came around when it came out. But I don't remember so, doing co-op. So there's some platforming in this game, and sometimes the game goes into 2D. Um, and this this would be an amazing segue if you were actually done doing the beat-em-up sections, so I apologize. <laughs> um, and, like, during this 2D section, like, whoever is player two has their own platforming in the background that they can do, but they can also just not do it, and that's fine too. Um, and also they'll have to platform with your platforming just obscuring their vision, which is a very weird way to make sure that co-op still works. Yeah, also like other- there is a two-player co-op. They plan to do four-player, but they couldn't make it work because there was a development hell behind this game. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Development hell in Th that a Sonic game? That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I don't, like, the other weird part of that aspect of the game is that when you're doing some of the 2D segments, you're just on the same plane. The first yeah. one that happens after you actually get to control each character individually is Knuckles and Amy in a mine, and they're on the same plane. That is true. Uh, but you can because you can switch between them at a given time, and they both sort of have access to the same platforms, like, it doesn't no matter? Yeah, I don't think it presents an issue. It just seems weird to yeah. me that they designed that space with co-op in mind and they didn't design the other spaces as well. Yeah. Well, it also seems very silly to me. Like, it it feels very strange to be like, yeah, we're going to have a section of the game that only player two who is playing when they're doing player two at this point of the game will have access to. We're designing an entire level that maybe 10% of players at the start of the game are going to play. Well, and it seems like they just reuse those level designs for the... Okay, we're going to talk about this in a minute after I finish the combat. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's a good idea. 
the last thing I want to talk about was that you can switch between characters on the fly during combat as long as you're not in the air. I'm not sure if you can do it while you're attacking. I always waited until the attack animation was done. But you might be able to just, in the middle of Knuckles punching, switch to Sonic. And that was the most fun that I had with the combat, was bouncing back and forth between different characters to handle different situations. So I would use Knuckles to focus big enemies, and I would use Tails to focus on like the little enemies that were far away. And I would use Amy to focus on crowd control, because she has this hammer spin thing. Uh, Tails' melee attack is that he just throws shit, so he's good for picking off small enemies that are far away. Yeah. And Sonic actually has the homing attack in this game, but it's weird because it's more like the homing attack in Sonic 3D Blast, where you just jump into the air and then within like an umbrella under Sonic, basically, you are able to slam into the enemy. Yeah. And, and actually, can... that that has its own really good combo, where you can you can like bounce into the same enemy three times... And then, like, slam into the ground and do, like, an area of effect around that enemy. You can actually do it to three different enemies as well. It's just if oh, you yeah. do three homing attacks in a row, that happens. It's, so, it's pretty good. I, I had fun learning how to crowd control with four characters. That was kind of neat. But I never faced a combat scenario that was difficult enough to the point where I ever even got hit. And you have a hundred rings, and it looks like each hit only does, like, five rings of damage? It's, it's ten rings, but you can just pick them back up. Oh, is it 10? Okay. In additionally, uh, in addition, in uh, when you take damage, there is no like damage-taking animation. There's no Your attacks back. don't get interrupted. Yeah. Like, your character doesn't react at all to getting hit. And so there were actually times in the game where I got down to like 70 rings, which just means I got hit three times, uh, and like didn't even notice. Yeah, I think there's an audio yeah. cue, but that's about it. Yeah. Rings are weird because you only have 100. Yeah. Like, that's the maximum. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot store any more. But there are so many rings. Even, like, in section... Like, at the beginning, they give you so many rings when you haven't even been attacked by anything yet. So you're just kind of like, well, these don't matter anymore. Yeah. And then you eventually realize that they do matter, but only a little bit. Like, I'm sure there might be tougher enemies later on, but at the beginning, it's just kind of like... Yeah, also, like, nothing damages you. Like, in auto-running sections, you can be damaged if you run into a wall and then immediately recollect your ten rings because there's rings directly in front of you. Well, yeah. And in the, the beat-em-up section, you gain rings from defeating enemies. So you'll you'll usually, like, even if you get hit, if you get hit twice by an enemy, you'll you'll lose rings. But aside from that, you're fine. And then in the platforming section actually nothing will hurt you ever yeah. and that's that's the section with the most rings in it there's probably at least a hundred rings in a given platforming se- sequence and like I start the sequence at a hundred rings anyway yeah so this is dipping into yet another part of the podcast but rings do serve a further purpose in this game that I'll get into later okay okay well then I'll save my further thought- thoughts for then alright uh, do, do we want to talk about the platforming now I just want to say, like, as, like, because I've made the comparison to Sonic Heroes, I think the combat in this game is better than the combat in Sonic Heroes. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Okay, cool. We can move on. <laughs> well, Charlie, do you agree? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, cool. Then I think we can move on. Um, so, you can do some 3D platforming and some 2D platforming, and it actually, like, uh, it, it works pretty smoothly, in my opinion. The transition between the two, like, feels natural. Yeah, I'd say um, it feels like about as good as Generations did. Yeah. A little better than Colors. Yeah, I will I will agree with that. 
Um, well, because it's 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 not really sonic platforming; it's more like conventional platforming, where because you're moving much slower. Yeah, um, and your jump arc is significantly more reasonable in this game than it is in most Sonic games. Yeah, um, and so like when the camera goes, "Hey, this is 2D now," your brain doesn't go, "Wait, what? 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 What?" It just goes, "Oh, okay, so I'll just move left and right, and that'll be fine." Because um, because very often what you're doing is you're like. You, you find a platform to jump to, you jump to it, and then you turn the camera to find a new platform to jump to. And that's pretty much the core loop in 3D. And then in 2D, you don't even have to, to find a... You don't have to turn the camera, so it's all good. Um, there, there is a lot of, especially in the tutorial, there's a lot of, like, find a button which changes the environment so that you have access to the next button to change the environment again. Especially in the first segments of the game yeah the tutorial is like hey you have to hit 400 buttons in order to access the big button and also all of these buttons you activate by either ground pounding or punching well, and which which i think is fine but it feels strange okay. to be like i'm standing on the button but now i gotta ground pound it and uh, then I it's it's only really egregious when you're when the button moves the platform you're standing on a little bit and then you have to hit the same button again to move it even more yeah i was gonna say i'm very used to games where ground pounding activates buttons because you don't want the button to necessarily be activated just by jumping on it because sometimes players will want to explore before they adjust the environment that's true mm -hmm. and and this game does have reasons to explore so yeah. you don't want the player accidentally activating the button and then be becoming unable to to explore the way they wanted to it also to me feels very sonic to necessitate like going in the air and then doing an impactful attack to do a thing because that's just homing attacking but that's in true. this case it's adapted into more of a traditional 2d platform rather than a sonic game specifically mm -hmm. and uh in addition uh all four characters have something have a platforming ability that is unique to them uh for instance sonic can run fast he can do a spin dash well, yeah, uh, it's specifically that, like, going up the ramps and stuff is Sonic only. Yeah, he he can go up ramps that nobody else can go up, so he can be in situations that run up walls, etc. Um, Knuckles can climb on certain types of walls and ceilings. Like, walls that have Knuckles Zinium on them? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, like red crust gems. Knucklesite? <laughs> Knucklesite, you know, it's the thing he can climb. Yeah. Um... Uh, Amy can triple jump. She's the only character that can jump more than twice. Um, and she can also do, like, she can balance on beams, which yeah. is mostly relevant in 3D. It does show up sometimes in 2D. Um, but there, basically, there's certain platforms that are just thin that she can stand on and nobody else can. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Tails can just fly. Like, I mean, not fly fly, but he can... He can uh, it's more of a glide. Yeah. yeah, it's a slow descent. So he can his jump arc can just travel farther than anyone else's as a result. Knuckles has been divided between Tails and Knuckles. That is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing which I, which hurts uh, a little bit. Yeah, it it hurts a lot, especially when it, you are used to 2D Sonic games where your mobility is obscene. In most yeah. 2D Sonic games, you have at the minimum a crazy amount of speed that lets you have jump arcs that you couldn't in most other games. And otherwise, you have some sort of aerial mobility option that lets you get pretty high or stay in the air for an incredibly long time. And yeah. in this case, you only get that in one character, and that's Tails. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it, 
it feels very strange to constantly be like, my junk jump arc doesn't feel as valuable as in every other game where I play as this character. Yeah, especially since the jump arcs are so varied between Sonic characters because of their different mobility options. Yeah. You'll it, never see Tails just jump if you're watching a new player playing a Sonic game because everyone always wants to fly just because of how empowering it is. Yeah. And same with Knuckles. You'll never see someone playing as Knuckles just jump and then land like Sonic would. We all want to fly into the wall and climb around. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also think in 2D Sonic games, it's very much like I'm going to glide and then I'm just very organically going to end up hitting a wall and be like, oh shit, I can climb that wall. Yeah. Which is just very nice. Like you're, it, you're very naturally incentivized to use the tools that you have. And in this game, I mean, I'm emotionally at peace with mechanics where you can climb walls but only special walls, or you can dash on rings but only special rings. You know, like I'm, I don't love it, but I'm at peace with it. Um, but then in platforming, that's the only reason to play as Knuckles. Yeah. And there will be, like, there's a section where it's like, okay, Sonic and Tails have been separated from Knuckles and Amy, but it's a good thing that this next platforming section actually has has two bits where you can, you can kind of choose, do you want to play as Knuckles and then use the Knuckles mechanics, or do you want to play as Amy and, and use the Amy mechanics? And yeah. those are your two options as to how to navigate this environment. Yeah, and it's very lucky that the mine you ended up in just has a vein of Knucklesite in it. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise he would be useless. I, yeah. I personally, this is my least favorite part of the entire game, is how much of the obstacles you interact with are... Or telegraphed? Yeah, well, and gate-kept. Like, you can't... It's all of these characters' abilities are pretty much just... They interact with this item that is their color, which is the same problem I have with Donkey Kong 64. It's yeah. play, playing... <laughs> Playing different characters just feels like giving yourself a different checklist, which I kind of hate, because they actually don't play particularly differently from each other. Yeah. No. I found myself playing as Amy the most often, just because jumping three times was fun enough that I was just kind of hopping around everywhere. Yeah, I was the same. And then, mm -hmm. and then when I wasn't playing as Amy, I was playing as Tails, because that made it slightly easier to explore certain areas. And I almost never switched to Sonic or Knuckles unless I was in a fight or I saw red or blue. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like whenever you see a color that isn't the color of rocks, uh, you just press the button of the character that is that color, and then you play as them until you stop seeing that color. And then you switch back to Amy. Yeah. And then you switch back to Amy. Yeah. <laughs> and the weirdest thing is that it's not even like Amy and Tails are bad at combat. They're fine at combat and significantly more enjoyable to play as in the platforming segments. So. Knuckles and Sonic just kind of feel like a chore. Yeah. I do kind of wish the game had more of an emphasis on combat along the way. Because yeah, I, 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 I think uh, the, the platforming is the most significant part of this game. Yeah, and as you would expect it to be, like I would be annoyed if Sonic Heroes were mostly combat. I would be annoyed if Sonic Unleashed were any more combat than it already is because it's already <laughs> too much. I would yeah. be incredibly infuriated if Shadow the Hedgehog was the way it was, and it is. <laughs> combat has never been good in Sonic games, but this is the first time where the combat, to me, has felt interesting and engaging enough in a way that just happens to be very unsonic. But I still like it to the point where I was wanting to see more enemies to see if I could 
pull more out of the system than I had initially thought was there. Yeah. Because while the characters are super simple, switching back and forth between them is when they feel the most different in combat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like with the platforming especially, uh, the beat-em-up and the auto-running sections have this a little bit, but the platforming is where this really comes through. This this game feels like busy work. Oh, yeah. It feels like there's yeah. nothing... There's There aren't really meaningful systems to interact with. Like... You you see you encounter a puzzle like okay, here's a here's a puzzle in the game. There's a a board like there's a the the room has a bunch of tiles right, and there's one tile that's lit up and you stand on that tile and it lights all the way up and then a path of other tiles that are dimly lit appear, and then you just have to walk across all of those dimly lit tiles until they're fully lit, and then you can proceed, and that's not a puzzle, that's no. a like. You just do what the game tells you to do and then move on. It's barely and, a skill check. And I thought to myself, okay, this is introducing the concept so that later they can turn it into puzzles. And what they do is they do the same puzzle three more times without <laughs> building on it at all, without doing like, you don't have to think critically about it. You just follow the instructions given to you and move on. And that's it. Yeah. And that... I feel like the whole game is like that. At the very least, all of the platforming sections are like that. Especially because there's no fail state. Like, you can't mess up and take damage or anything like that. At least nowhere near the, the several hours that I played. And even if you could, the only penalty would be lost time. And I don't think that's a good a good way to design your game. Like, yeah. e exclusively lost time being the penalty. It's difficult to find an alternative. But I do think that you can make dying have enough flair to it that it feels bad to have died yeah without wasting a bunch of time i feel like many many more recent games do this well you could also have the opportunity to get back something lost which is how like a lot of the souls games handle it you could have just dying dying is like this penalty that you want to restart the level or you can finish it but if you finish it the like death will be marked so it's yeah. like, oh, you didn't beat this mission without dying, so you don't get this kind of reward, stuff like that. There's all kinds of ways yeah. to handle it, and I don't think this is the right way, which is there is no dying. <laughs> there is no dying. At best, there's losing ten rings and then picking them up again. Yeah. And, and then getting no more. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, though, I felt that the mine, which is the second major 2D platforming segment after the first... It, it's just four that you go through, right? Because you go for one for each you go through one for each character. Yeah. Yeah, in the beginning you have like basically a tutorial on how to use each character's platforming gimmick. And then when you go to the mine, that's when you're playing as Amy and Knuckles. I actually didn't think the mine was terrible. If the mine were the first level, I would like it better. I think I agree with that. I, I wasn't bored. It felt like there were things to do. I had to kind of figure stuff out. It almost felt like a tiny, tiny Metroidvania because you could see around you these different places to go and certain doors weren't opened up until you completed certain tasks. So there was the um, cartography aspect of it. Yeah. And there, if that's... I mean, there also, if you're talking about the section where you have to save the miners... Yes, correct. Um, that also has the feeling of, oh, I need to explore a little bit because, like, my my goal isn't just in the direction the game is telling me to go. There are multiple things I need to find in different sections of the map. And so I need to actually look for them. Yeah, it's in a fun way, it's kind of reminiscent of a Knuckles level from Sonic Adventure or Sonic Adventure 2, where you have yeah. points A, B, C to get to instead of 
from point A to point B. I actually enjoyed that area well enough that I was interested to see what the game had to offer, which I cannot say for the beginning of the game. I can say having played a bit more, um, that that hasn't happened a second time so far. <laughs> I didn't necessarily think that it would, but it, it was. I was more hopeful than with Sonic Heroes, where I played the first level and I was like, this isn't great. And then I played the second and I was still not impressed and it just didn't get better. <laughs> And then, and then you got to Bingo Highway, and that music started playing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a level I was playing before we started recording. Oh my god! All right. So I, I think now is as good a time as any to start talking about collectibles. Oh yeah, collectibles! It's a platformer. The collectibles in this game are limited mostly to just three categories. There are rings, or actually, I guess there's four. There are rings, there are monster bits, and you get both of these just all the time, constantly throughout the levels. I guess they're robot bits, they're not monsters. They're like parts that you get from destroying they're robots. They're ancient robots, which are like monsters. I, yeah, I guess if like you're just some caveman, it doesn't make a difference, right? Which, uh, I feel like the Sonic characters in this world like are kind of cave people. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they're bit. using technology that they don't totally understand. <laughs> but I like, do, I do get kind of a post-apocalypse vibe from this game. Yeah, yeah. So there are rings, there are monster bits, and you get these just all the time throughout the levels. And then there are also crowns and chests, which you can only collect once each pass through. And I guess they're not levels; they're like areas of the map or instances that you go to. Mm-hmm. And the Rings, they serve as your health meter, like we've already mentioned. But also, each ring that you collect adds to a total overall count of rings collected. So, like, you collect two billion rings before you even get past the tutorial. (laughs) And that will unlock things in a gallery that there is in this game. It's in the main menu. You can do, like, story mode, options, multiplayer, or I think it's called, like, Quincy's Catalog or something. And that is, if you go into Quincy's catalog, you can see concept art, you can see, like, level art, you can see the movies that you've, like, watched, like, cutscenes and stuff like that. And you can also see character bios, I think. I think that's, like, what all that's in there. Oh, there's also music that you can unlock. Oh, okay. So this every ring... music in it? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah, I know, right? It'll do something which I feel is very silly, and I feel like we should be past this in the year of our Lord 2015. Um, where a song will be playing and then a cutscene will start, which has the same music that was playing before. But it'll so it'll reset. just restart the song. <laughs> and then the cutscene will end and the music will restart again. It's like a Sega CD game or something. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very silly. It's literally the exact same song. Well, it's playing louder because this game is mixed similarly <laughs> to Sonic Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The music just, like, gets louder, and it's harder to hear the characters talking when they're saying things that aren't as canned. <laughs> the <laughs> music bad. in this game is not impressive, but it is unlockable, so there's that. So, once I found that out, I felt a little better about the rings that were just kind of all over the place, because it makes okay. sense. You're just always filling this preposterous ring meter. And I think yeah. if you pause, you can even see how many rings you've collected total. It's in one of the menus. I don't know if it's in the first pause menu, or you have to go to collectibles. But you can check it during gameplay, and then whenever you boot the game up again, you can check your gallery if you'd like to. 
I basically never once looked at anything on the pause menu except for the options menu because I was really, really hoping that I would be able to increase the, like, rate at which the camera moved when I tried to move it. Sensitivity? Yeah, sensitivity. Thank you. That's the word. Uh, guys, the camera moves so slow, it's actually agonizing. The worst part is that it doesn't move automatically. Yeah. It does a little bit, but it's like very much so N64, PS1 era, we don't know how to make 3D games. Sometimes, sometimes I would just put my, like, put my finger on the reset camera button because it would literally be faster for the jarring camera insta swap than for me to move it manually in the direction I would like for it to go. Yeah, I actually just do that a lot in games in general because I'm never satisfied with the sensitivity controls, even at max, usually. <laughs> yeah. So I've just become accustomed to whiplash when you want to look in a different direction. It actually it actually sucks, and I hate it. Unfortunately, the camera button is clicking in one of the sticks. I can't remember. I think it's the camera stick, like the right yeah. one. So that's kind of a weird input on most controllers, especially the Wii U gamepad. Yeah. It's very difficult to click it in without then also moving in a direction. It's weird. It's not great. I would much rather it had been one of the shoulder buttons. I don't even remember what the shoulder buttons do. I think one of them is dodge. <laughs> yeah, one is dodge. Uh, yeah, they're both dodge. Oh, God. All of the shoulder buttons are dodge. That's so bad. That's four buttons used for one action. What is this, a Sonic game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I wish. I don't know what the crowns do, period. So we'll move on past them. They're fun to get because you can only get so many of them. But yeah, like it does feel good to get through an area and being like, I got all of the collectibles. Yeah, they are as good as red rings have ever been in a Sonic game. And then the yeah. treasure chests that you open, you can only open them once, but they always have a bunch of monster, a bunch of robot parts in them. So those are fun to collect because they build towards this greater thing, which is your robot parts. And those are used in gameplay to build different things in your hub world. And whenever you build something in the hub world, it usually gives you access to another crown, and it occasionally gives you access to this shorter gameplay segment that takes you around the little area that you're in. And I find those pretty fun. Yeah. I also like the idea that you get to use your resources to benefit the town that you're in. It's fun to see things pop up, even though they do literally just pop up. Yeah. There is nothing there, and then suddenly there is things. <laughs> there are just I, things I... there. I think, like, accumulating resources during, like, main gameplay and then using it to improve your hub is just, like, a naturally enjoyable, like, thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it helps you it helps you get more familiar with the hub, which I think is good. And not familiar in the, like, in the bad way of just spending too much time on the hub, but, like, getting comfortable in the hub, you know? And yeah. it, it makes you feel like everything that you're seeing as you're traveling to your next destination is something that you made, like, makes you feel better about it. Yeah, it helps you feel engaged with the game in a way that just completing tasks doesn't necessarily. Yeah. And I do, I did feel automatically more interested in this hub world and more inclined to interact with it than I did in Sonic Adventure, and I bring this up a lot. <laughs> but I just... I wanted to ask, do you guys think that this hub world is well-designed? Well, and and so first I want to say, the reason that I would prefer Sonic Adventure's hub is just because in Sonic Adventure, moving is more fun than in Sonic Boom. 
And so I can literally navigate the hub in a more engaging way than in Sonic Boom. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the hub itself is better than in Sonic Boom, uh, which I think it is not. I think yeah. you're right that this hub is better. I also think that when you're moving quickly through Sonic Adventures hub, it just kind of makes clear to you that there is nothing between point A and point B. Yeah. So you really just want to, like, completely go past all of it. Except you guys actually like the NPCs. I I enjoy, uh, like, dis disrupting the flow of traffic. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> By just putting a bunch of NPCs in the way? No, I just I just stand in front of a car, and it stops, and it honks at me, and I, and I just laugh. It's just your version of GTA. You're like a yeah. tiny, I never played GTA version of GTA. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the one car, because they, they don't have the resources to spawn two cars, but you know. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. Um, <laughs> but, I, I just liked poking around in this overworld. I enjoyed bouncing around in the springs as much as I ever do in a Sonic game. I did feel like, because you didn't have the homing attack, it was nice that your jump arc was not as, like, loose cannon as it usually is so it's kind of fun to angle yourself at a spring and then quickly go somewhere whereas in most sonic games i feel like springs are just an excuse to not ask you to move the camera around you know move that's the... fair huh. uh, what was that Chuck? i just said huh so i think that's all i've got before we go on to the the character designs I, I do want to I do want to say one thing which I actually meant to bring up uh, during the beat em up section but I forgot about it which is that there's a specific robot uh, in my playthrough of the game when I booted it up for the second time this was not a problem the first time and I don't know if it, I just didn't encounter the enemy or if it was just a glitch that just was activated or whatever whenever I defeated it uh, its animation would freak out and cover the entire screen like for the duration of its explosion and then it would disappear. Like like the polygons would stretch and obscure yeah. my vision for about a second and then it'd be fine. I experienced I think twice a glitch where Tails sound effect wouldn't stop, but I did not update my game. So <laughs> Yeah, my my game was updated with the latest patch. Uh, and it, it, it just did that and I was like, This is hilarious. Except for a couple times because I couldn't see, I got I took damage. Oh no! How will you ever get those <laughs> ten rings back? You know, and then I and then I just beat up the robot and got all of my rings back instantly. But like, it's just it's just very silly to me that a glitch like that became. It wasn't just like it didn't happen once. It happened every time with a specific robot. Yeah, that's real weird. It got to the point where I was looking forward to fighting that specific robot <laughs> because I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna get this glitch again. That's like how I was looking forward to the scene where Knuckles said a dumb thing and then there was a very poignant pause where Sonic <laughs> doing one step below T-posing and then saying no and then getting right back on track. Oh, also, I, I actually do want to say I think the facial animations in this game are way stronger than in previous games. Bar Amy. Kind, yeah, Amy's mouth is weird. Yeah, Amy a little bit. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a million times better than most of the games. Yep. And the hair physics, if you can call them that, are a little wild, but I do feel like they make the characters feel more organic. Yeah. It, it makes the motion read more more smoothly. Yeah. Speaking of characters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone's different. 
I suggest we start with Eggman, Shadow, and Metal Sonic, and then work our way to the playable cast. Okay, Metal Sonic is the same. Yes, it's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> well, no, I feel like we can't talk about Shadow without talking about Sonic. So let Metal, me just skip Metal Shadow. Sonic is taller, and that's it. Kind of. He's not. But, like oh. we don't. We literally do not need to say anything else about Metal Sonic. <laughs> well, I just. He is the same. I just wanted to say that to me, he looks like he was ripped from a different Sonic game because his polygon count to me seems a little lower, and they just chromed him out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. You know, I completely forgot Eggman existed, so I didn't have a I didn't have an image of him like queued up. Okay, there's one. Yeah, he just looks like a pilot more so. He looks so. like a pilot. He he looks very elegant. Yeah. I like it. He is like he's like almost egg-shaped in the opposite way. Like an upside down egg. It's like an upside down egg with like a little bubble on the yeah. bottom. He's got top in this case. He's got like the vibe of a strongman where the like a cartoon strongman, a Gaston yeah. type or something where he is just yeah. a triangle. Like from like the <laughs> the 20s or whatever. Yeah. You know, you know what he looks like. He looks like uh, one of those British like uh, egg on a on a like a platform thing. Egg Boxers. In a, egg in a cup. A box. Yeah, egg in a cup. That's the one. Like like his uh, where where he starts wearing the red shirt. That's where the egg is, and his pants are the the cup that the egg is in. So oh. So you think he just looks kind of like the candelabra from Beauty and the Beast instead of Gaston? Yeah. <laughs> so. I actually really like this design. Yeah, I agree. Like a lot, actually. I like it better than 06 Eggman for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's definitely real. I think I think it fits the environment a lot more instead of like a, a scientist in his in his like hub whatever just wearing a a flight suit for some reason. Yeah. He looks he looks like he's wearing a flight suit you would wear outside which is where the game takes place yeah he's like he's ready for tarzan or something <laughs> yeah. yeah he does have like the hunter from tarzan vibes kind of you're so right he's got like kind of steampunk goggles i also like the way he interacts with sonic uh-huh yeah that's really good i think that he was very funny in a way that i did not expect him to be yeah the game the game is just more successfully funny than any other sonic game yeah 100 percent so I guess if we're not going to talk about Shadow right away, then let's start with Tails and then Knuckles and then Amy. Okay. Well, so Tails, like, proportionally is the same. Everyone is, like, a little bit taller. Yeah. But yeah. Tails seems pretty, like, he, like his tail, he's, he's taller, but he wasn't very tall to begin with. So he just seems kind of normal. Yeah. He feels like a teenager instead of a kid, whereas the rest of the people feel like they are in that weird state between teenage and adult in height. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tails probably has, like, the best redesign. It's really clean. Like, yeah. Eggman's also kind of close, but, like, you know, he has, he's got kind of the steampunk goggles, too, but he's got, like, the tool belt in, like, in his official art, he's holding a wrench, so you just know he's, like, the, the handyman. Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me of Blacksmith Tails from Sonic and the Black Knight. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we're already like primed, having seen tails in this weird design. His yeah, but like you expect it because he's always he's been basically a mechanic ever since like Sonic Adventure. Well, also I actually just noticed this. His gloves are mechanic gloves. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a very it's a very subtle detail, I think. Well, and it's also difficult to tell because they are pure white, whereas most mechanic gloves would not be pure white. That doesn't make oh, any yeah. sense. 
considering how much <laughs> oil he'd be around. Yeah. Is Tails a fake mechanic? There's no oil on those gloves. That's true. He's never mechanic to anything. Uh, he also has bandages on his shoes. Yeah, almost everyone has bandages. Yeah, but it's only Tails and Sonic, I think, that have them on their shoes. Uh, yeah, Knuckles kind of has, like, uh, no, those aren't really bandits. They're not going all the way around. But yeah, like, and they're just on his legs. Yeah, but it, it's my favorite. Um, you say I do Amy next? Uh, I, I suggested Knuckles just because they appear in that order. Like, it goes Tails, then you meet Knuckles, and you meet Amy. Well, I guess that may be the image you're looking at. No, 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 I mean, I mean in, like, the history of Sonic, we met Tails, then we met Knuckles, then we met... Or actually, no, CD uh, came, and then it was... Huh. I guess Amy next, I'm then. talking about Amy. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> so, that the CD wasn't Sonic 4. Amy, she's wearing kind of like a dress skirt type thing, but it looks more, like, almost made of leather, but more, like, uh, practical. Yes. Because she's fighting. She's got her hammer, but it's... it's in a lot of places where they had, like, red as her accent, they've kind of replaced with, like, a magenta. Yeah. So there's magenta on the yellow, and she's wearing, like, a magenta dress with their, that's, like, completely buttoned up with bandages going through the middle of it for some reason. It looks more like a belt, I guess, than, a, like, no other character really has a belt besides kind of tails. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, way higher up than where a belt should be, so it's, like, a, it's almost like a girdle. Well, that's, like, a yeah, common but... thing in a lot of, like, especially, like, fantasy women's design is just have, like, a belt, like higher than the waist yeah uh she still has like the rings around her wrist but they're much smaller and not cartoonishly big and then she's got like some kind of like long bracelets that go up to her elbow yeah they, they seem like almost like they were meant to be these like big fingerless glove type things but then she has regular gloves over them yeah <laughs> but they're not over the top yeah yeah i, I think that her design honestly, is honestly it looks like tails has like the most over the top like gloves well knuckles too but he's not really wearing gloves and we'll get to him knuckles is over the top in general <laughs> yeah and she's kind of got like athlete some kind of athletic shoes like something i would find in animal crossing is the best way for me to describe it yeah like not sneakers but like the kind you'd kick someone with I they're guess. like I don't uh know. loafers they're not loafers. they are not loafers <laughs> they look like knuckles shoes kind of just aimified aimified yeah pretty much <laughs> they're they're they got buckles yeah her whole palette is more subdued than it used to be, but it's also yeah. more complex. I think that's why I never really gelled with her design that much, is because I was so used to her just being, like, hot pink. Yeah, like, pink and red and just obscene. It definitely, Girl. It definitely fits the environment way better. Yeah. Whether or not I necessarily like it more, because as established, I don't like the environment. She's also the only one whose arms don't have fur on them. Oh, yeah. If we want to call that fur... Yeah, but she's always had that. Well, yeah, it's just... Oh, but Sonic didn't, though, is the thing. Yeah. And we'll talk about Sonic. I guess she's also wearing, like, stockings, I guess. Yeah, like... She's, since, she's, since her shoes aren't as high, tall anymore, they're kind of, like, compensating that. Yeah, she's got, like, knee-high socks or something like that. It's weird. Like, she, she's definitely, I would say, the girl character, but there'll be another one that we'll probably talk next about next episode. Well, and like we said, her color palette is subdued to the point where it doesn't feel... As, as garish. Yeah, exactly. As garish is a good word for it. Yeah. And then there's um, Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, Knuckles, he hit the gym. <laughs> I I remember like this 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 all came this all kind of happened at the same time where it was like the Knuckles boom design was released. They showed off Mega Swampert and they re revealed Ike for Smash 4 when it was using his uh 
Radiant Dawn, and they're just like, what gym are these guys hitting? <laughs> they just beefed up all the boys at once. Okay, so hear me out. This redesign is amazing. Yeah, I like it a it's, lot. Yeah, I mean, it fits his character more, especially in this game. Like, I would... This isn't really how I would see Knuckles, like, as a Master Emerald Guardian, but maybe as, like, just kind of an... Pardon my phrasing, indigenous warrior. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like as Sonic's pet because post heroes, like he's just <laughs> a dog on a chain with Sonic, and I think this design suits that better. Well, his his character writing definitely cements that role, which I I am not a fan of, even though it is funnier. He's the dumb meat muscle. I think the thing about Knuckles is that he is he has always been physically strong, but now he actually looks like it. Yeah. yeah. He has never looked like you don't think, oh, Knuckles, you know, the guy with all the muscles. Now he actually has them. Yeah. I yeah. I also like that all of these characters have very different, um, what do you call them? Uh, Shapes. Body body types. No, there's a term uh, that I'm looking for specifically, like a shadow. Silhouette. Silhouettes. Silhouette. There you go. They all have very, yeah. very different silhouettes. When you saw the shadows. Which is funny because <laughs> when they first, when this was first being teased, they just showed the silhouettes of these designs. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was a good move because it like makes it clear what they're going for here, which is four very distinct character designs. Even, yeah. even when it comes to the body shapes, everyone has these super, super long legs, except Knuckles' legs are about as long as his torso. Just because he's so big. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that choice because it makes them feel distinct. I, I agree. But uh, Knuckles has got bandages around his arms and around his... Yeah, his it's knuckles. like almost all of his arms except for like his lower... Is the forearm the one connected to your shoulder? The forearm is the one bef- is the one between your wrist and your elbow. Yeah. Oh, then what's the other arm? Uh, ba- ba- back arm. <laughs> the it's the three arm. <laughs> The bicep, I guess. Yeah, it's his, it's the bicep. He's got like he's got his his whole arm is bandaged except for like his lower bicep and his elbow, and he's got his instead of having gloves, it's all wrapped up. But he still has his pointy uh, pointy uh, knuckles. But they're not. That's not. They they're like Wolverine claws, but they point yeah. outwards instead of forwards. But it's like the best. It's the best way we can call them. It's I just, think also he has fingers. Knuckles yeah. like previously his like. Uh, fist to wrist ratio was obscene, <laughs> oh and oh now with this redesign, no. it's more uh, reasonable. See, yeah. the weird thing about Knuckles is that you don't realize how big hands he has because he always has them fisted up, but once he opens them, they're like <laughs> crab claws, giant crab claws or they something. They are, yeah. Yeah, there's one bit where he has to count because <laughs> he's dumb, <laughs> and that's when you reveal that his hands are massive. Yeah. Just colossal meat claws, and I I really they're like they're still it. not even that big compared to the rest of them compared yeah. to like regular knuckles. He yeah. has he has fingers now. That's yeah. I just like it. It hit me, like it it didn't register until well, just yeah. now. Even though I I've been so used to these designs that I just kind of accepted it. I, I also watched think... him count, and I was t- <laughs> I it didn't. Even... I was proud of him. He's a big boy. <laughs> I think that's just because of how well they actually designed these characters that you, yeah. because of all the other differences and how natural it felt for him to have fingers in this setting, yeah, you weren't confused. It just it just works, and he's kind of got the same shoes, but yeah, like a bit more boomified, I guess. <laughs> Although his uh, his silver parts look less like Legos. Yes, that's true. 
Which I think is an upgrade? They look more makeshift made, I guess. And he's got bandages on his ankles. They moved the Legos from his silver part to his red part. Yeah, I just noticed that. But it's only two prongs. It's not the four, so it doesn't... Yeah. It, yeah. It looks more like they're part of the design that is on the toe, which is like a rectangle and then two dots so that they're little, like, smiley faces. He's got he's got foot knuckles. Honestly, they look like Among Us characters the more I look at them. <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> I'm moving on to Sonic. <laughs> Red <So>, sauce. <laughs> I've often heard people compare Sonic's... Uh, boom design is looking like uh, like a furry Nathan Drake. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. That's not where I would go immediately, but I can see the parallels. But he's taller, long legs, blue arms. That made some people mad, just like how green eyes once made people mad. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Everyone still has the same colored eyes in case that's something people care about. Getting mad about blue arms, I don't understand at all. Well, that's because the one person who complained about was like, one of the most uh, famous Sonic fans, let's say. Yeah. Ah, okay. It started a little movement. Um, so Amy and Knuckles don't have this, but Sonic has like a few extra like quills or spines on his head. Yeah. I think that was very purposeful because I don't necessarily think their goal was to make Sonic look more like a hedgehog. I think it was to make his hair look messier. Yeah, that does fit him. And dreadlocks are already... Sonic. Uh, yeah, and dreadlocks are already super messy. I don't know how much the audience knows about dreadlocks in real life, but it's basically just like letting your hair get really dirty to the point where you can make it look different. <laughs> yeah. So for Knuckles, it like adds up that his hair doesn't need to do that. And obviously hair and like lots of air quotes. But for Sonic, I think it makes him look a little bit more like an outdoorsman. And then yeah. Amy is obviously meant to look slightly more dressed up than everyone involved. And she also has these big eyelashes that I don't know. Does she have eyelashes in her regular design? I'm so sure she does. She has eyelashes, but, like, she has more, like, eyeliner, I think is what it is. Uh, hey, let it's me like look She has much thicker eyeliner. Like, when when people say lashes, I think of, like, the two little things sticking out of her eyes. But well, like, she she definitely has that in yeah. the, yeah. like, original design. She does. Yeah, but yeah. Her, her, like, eyeliner, like, the rest of the black part yeah, is, you're like a right. lot, is she, a lot thicker. She does have very, like... They made much... her more girl while also making her less girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sorry for saying that statement. <laughs> it's okay. They, they gave her, like, actual makeup instead of just having her be, like, bright pink. Which is interesting because I would imagine the makeup is so much less practical. <laughs> like. Well, and I kind of like that because it's, like, her design is implied, I don't know, it implies that she cares more about her image rather than when, like, previously she just had this big dumb dress for no particular reason. Yeah. It didn't feel built into her character because she wasn't actually, like... It, it, nothing about her appearance besides the big dumb dress made it look like she cared about her appearance, I guess. Yeah. Whereas in this case, she's got, like, enough complex clothing on that it seems like she's the type of person that thinks about what she wears before she leaves the house rather than being a cartoon character that has the same 27 shirts in her closet. She does... I mean, she she looks more... She looks more mature both in pure age and just, like, personality-wise. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and I, I think I think the the fact that she's wearing something other than like an extremely bright red dress. Yeah, that like comes out that. three feet from her waist. Yeah. Like the it doesn't have a skirt, it has like the rings of Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it, like, like a, a like a retro fifties hoop skirt or whatever. Yeah, she looks like Ulala <laughs> or something. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's shaped, it's shaped like the, the horn of a trumpet. <laughs> or or like a tuba. Yeah. 
but moving <laughs> moving back to Sonic, uh, he has a scarf, which is nice. I think that's probably where a lot of the Nathan Drake comparisons come in. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, he's got the bandage up arms and a hand, but it, he doesn't have them on his bicep like Knuckles does. And then he's just kind of got a lot of bandages, like, going around his ankles up to down to his shoes. Like, the bandages are basically making up that white stripe on his red shoes, and it looks like he has, like, a little gold piece towards the toe. Yeah, like, like when the bandages end. Like the buckle got tape, right? Yeah, with athletic tape. Athletic and like, tape, yeah. It it, it does kind of emphasize the like physical nature. Yeah. yeah. Like I never really like my first exposure to physical tape was like in Dragon Ball when he was when Goku was fighting this like martial artist that was really popular with the ladies. Yeah. I don't know that guy's name. I think for, Sonic the Hedgehog. I think for shut up. I think for a lot of people. The uh, the like athletic tape. The first time they got exposure to that, if they were weeaboo, was Rock Lee from Naruto. Yeah, Rock Lee would be, uh, yeah, Rock Lee. But I'm slightly older, so I can remember Dragon Ball, <laughs> which is funny because I almost remember nothing from Dragon Ball versus Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say for me, it's like Android Nine or what? Yeah, Niner, and then Eight. Wrote. Oh, is eight it Eighter? Oh, what? Who's yeah. Nine? Is there a Nine? A- Android Nine in like a online game is. Uh, Commander Red. Oh, okay, that's what we were talking about. I remember we talked about the androids, and I couldn't remember which one was which. Yeah. And then, like, um, Piccolo giving birth through his mouth. Or was... Yeah. <laughs> that's... Let's let's move on. That's, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, I think Lee w- Lee is probably the best example, though, because I was talking about a one-off character. I, um, And I think that the little gold part you talked about on his shoes is supposed to be, like, the buckle, but just made yeah. visible the way they have it. Yeah. Yeah, but it, and, but it's on the top instead of the side. Yeah, it's like pushed. It's pushed into a, I guess, a more visible location. Yeah, like disregarding what position you are, like on the sides. Yeah. Um, but I have down. That means I have to talk about Shadow now. Yeah. Yes. Which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I just posted a picture of. Him. I forgot to look up a picture of him. Uh, but Shadow is just like Sonic in the design department. But like it's... he's taller, he's got a few extra quills. Yeah. His spines look well, I don't know if like I can't remember if his cartoon look is different than his in-game look, but his spines are like more outward. Like I don't remember his spines looking that outward his... if you're looking at the no, image his... I posted. In the his chat spines are, are pretty outward. Uh also like you did horizontally. Not, you did not post a picture in the chat. Yes I did. Earlier, before we start recording. Oh, okay. Then yes you did. I just have to scroll way up. It's not that far. Don't be. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. far. <laughs> his 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 spines are way out normally as well. I in fact I think they're about the same amount. I think the um, yeah. the issue. I think they might be a little bit smaller. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think it's necessarily that they're smaller. It's that they're like thinner. Yeah, and that's also true for Sonic. Yeah. Like the quills are like the polar opposite of how they were in uh, Sonic 06, which is a great comparison. <laughs> <laughs> They also just, like, made Shadow's gloves and shoes more, like, big and over-designed to compensate for the fact that his limbs look incredibly long when there isn't any tape on them. Yeah. He's he's wearing, like, um... How would you describe those gloves? They're gauntlets. They're not gloves. They are gauntlets. That's an excellent way to describe them. Leathery. Yeah, they look... <laughs> they've got, like, this golden band around them, and then they've got a top red part that looks just like this bar that goes from the beginning of his knuckles to all the way up his forearm. Yeah. It, and it, it makes him feel more like he's a soldier. Like a samurai or something, yeah. 
but he does, he's like none of the rest of his design lines up enough. Even the shoes look different than that. They look like over-designed boots almost, so they don't yeah. mesh very well. They don't look as light as the gauntlets do. He, yeah. he's, it's bad. I don't like it at all. Actually, by the look of his uh, in-game, like the spines are not as outward compared to that screenshot from the show. Like this is. Yeah, I was gonna say in-game he seemed about. Yeah, because I, I remember I them know. being more like subdued, for lack of a better term. Is this a another image? Yeah, this is from the game. Oh that's yeah, like, I this think is... that's like from that scene where he was standing weirdly in the background because there's that smoke he disappears into. There's yeah. a there's a cutscene where he just shows up in the background. And he, like, I think he's supposed to look imposing, but he just looks like he's standing around awkwardly, unsure what to do. He looks as though the person who modeled him was like, okay, cool, I'll send this to, like, the guy that's making the movie, and the guy that's making the movie just copied and pasted and then added no animation. Yeah. Also, weirdly, so his, his like, little furry tuft is a lot smaller. Like, it didn't it didn't really scale up the way, say, uh, oh, yeah. Sonic's belly or Knuckles' crest did. Yeah. And his arms look way more noodly compared to, like, even Sonic, which <laughs> I don't really understand. I think it's just because Sonic has the the athletic tape that it feels more natural for him. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow could use more athletic tape. It, it, definitely. I don't know why they didn't redesign him the same. Like, it feels like this is just Shadow, but they made, they took the sliders and fucked him up. Yeah, they didn't. They did put as much effort into his redesign like they did for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. and his, his eyeshadow is not as, uh... Is present. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about NPC design at all? Uh, just beyond, like, I think that they look like if if these Sonic characters existed in Sonic before this game, they look as they should. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's it's in line with the style established by the redesign. Yeah, especially, exactly. Especially Sticks and Perry. I think they have probably one of the, uh, more active designs. I guess. I couldn't tell you what a single NPC looks like. Uh, Perry was like that purple kind of a kid in a looking character. I'm going to show you like this one sheet I found while Googling. They better be T-posing. No. Okay, they're, fine. They're concept arts. I like Cliff's design a lot. He feels like an old prospector. I don't know if he's supposed to, but I get the idea that he's there for gold. <laughs> and that's all I Oh, needed. actually, you talk to him. I, I, okay, so you talk to him. This is the turtle we're talking about, right? No. Uh, Cliff. Cliff is not the turtle. Which, okay. Cliff is the dude that has, like, the hat that is, like, not cool, Sonic. <laughs> oh, yeah. The dude that, like, tells you that you fucked everything up. That's Cliff. So the the turtle character, right? Yeah. Uh, who, who, by the way, is the first NPC you ever talk to who immediately tells you to go away. So I never talked to that guy. You talked to the chef who also told you to go away? That was the first NPC I talked to, and then I talked to Cliff. Okay. So, uh... The the turtle guy, you you talk to him, and he's like, I got I got no shit to say to you, goodbye. Yeah. And then you progress through the story later, and he goes, Hey, can you lift a family curse that's been passed down to me for <laughs> for a thousand years? And you're like, Yeah, sure, okay, I'll see what I can do, right? Uh, and then the game goes like, Okay, in order to solve in order to solve this quest, you're gonna have to go back in time. And I'm like, Wait, hold up, what? So yeah, it's it's weird. There's time travel in the game, and that's just, like, a part of the plot. But at this point in the game, the player probably doesn't know that. So well, like no, now... it's obvious that there's time travel because of the lyric stuff. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's. I mean, it definitely, like... There is it's... clearly timey-wimey bullshit going on. 
Yeah, because you free a thousand-year-old monster who instantly recognizes you. So, like, yeah. you know, if you're not time traveling, someone else in something else interesting is happening. But that's not the thing that's happening. Yeah, my assumption was that it was time travel, just because if it were anything else, that would be more impressive, and I wasn't expecting to be impressed. That is roughly my exact same emotional experience. But yeah, the guy with the the guy with the hat's definitely a prospector. Yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> I like how he has a beard and a mustache, and they are just all his lips. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's a thing that we don't see in a lot of other Sonic designs. The only person I can think of that has this is, like, kind of Tails, and then mostly Big the Cat has, like, giant whiskers. Yeah. What animal do you guys think Cliff is? That's the thing that actually bothers me about his design, is I have no idea what animal he is. Hold on. I'm going to say porcupine. What animal did you think that Knuckles was before you knew what an echidna was? I, I will give you that that's a thing. For pretty much every character in the entire Sonic franchise, except for Tails. And even he could be, like, I don't know, a squirrel. If you weren't, like, thinking too hard. Yeah, I guess so. His tail doesn't do, like, the curly thing as much, but, like, real squirrels don't look like a cinnamon bun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we, are we, are we going to do thumbs? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric. So, I want to preface this with the fact that my Wii U is a piece of crap and kept crashing past, like, the appearance of the villain. By the way, there was a villain named Lyric. That's what the game is named after. <laughs> He's like a snake robot, snake oh. cyborg or something. Okay, just 0.5 seconds. I love that guy's design a lot. I like that he is a snake in like a life support suit and that he's got like these giant super claws and his face looks really menacing and he's great. I like him. We'll see him more in the next game. Um, so I didn't get to experience this game as much as I'd like to. I might have to like reformat the console or something or just get rid of it. But anyway, I, I'm going to... I almost want to give it a thumbs up because Steven has that effect on me sometimes. <laughs> but, because the designs are nice, but the gameplay is like, whatever. It's passable. And, I mean, you guys have mentioned finding glitches, and that's kind of the thing that people mentioned. It's kind of bare bones. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I mean, I'm giving it a very, very clear thumbs down. Like, Steven has not convinced me to like this game. <laughs> um, because even though... It can be pretty. The character designs are good. Like, it doesn't have as many bugs as some other bad Sonic games. Let's be real. It has fewer bugs than most Sonic games. That's true. Potentially. Uh, it did It did literally crash Charlie's Wii U. No, but that's... Charlie's... Okay, to clarify, the issue, <laughs> as far as Charlie and I can tell with the Wii U, is that there is a memory error because the game only crashed yeah. when it tried to save. It, oh, okay. It's... It crashed whenever I tried to play Mario Kart 8, and I'm kind of surprised it didn't... It might oh, have man. crashed once while playing Sonic Lost World, but it um, it also... It, I'm glad it never crashed when I played the other Sonic games is a thing. But yeah. I think the game at its peak is just not very engaging. Okay. So I have to give it a thumbs down. Because, so like... Other other Sonic games are infuriating other like sometimes, and then they have things that make them that make you want to like see more of it basically yeah. at no point in sonic boom did i want to see more of it there are no set pieces yeah well i mean there's just no like the gameplay isn't engaging like, how is, okay then i need to ask you a question yeah how is it any different than sonic unleashed 
Sonic Unleashed, like, first of all, night stages in Sonic Unleashed are not something that I enjoy. Like, like well, if, and that's fine. If Sonic Boom had uh, the, like, if they had something that was like the day stages, but actually not like what they have, which is the auto running sections, <laughs> I don't consider those to be the same thing. Um, then I would be like, okay, I will keep playing because it will facilitate my ability to play this section of the game. That's what Sonic Unleashed has. The only thing I think Sonic Unleashed does significantly better than this game when it comes to the auto-running segments is that the camera angles are better. And, like, um, the, sh the shit is prettier. Like, but I don't know how well this game handles backgrounds, like, later on. But it's um, just, like, to me, Unleashed is prettier, and the camera is smoother, and those are the only gameplay adjustments. Sonic Unleashed is prettier. The uh, music is much, much better. Uh, the That's not gameplay, though. The difficulty is better. Like, well, I have but to you actually played... pay attention in order Hold to make it. progress. But, but you played significantly more of Unleashed. That's, that is true, but even early on, the difficulty is better. There are actual fail states in Unleashed even early on. And that is not true for Sonic Boom. I don't think that the difficulty of the first two levels of Sonic Unleashed is any different than this game's difficulty. It's just that, like, you have to get hit ten times in this game as opposed to two if you don't collect any rings in Sonic Unleashed. You can also fall off the stage as well, and that is... That is not a good thing. In Unleashed, that is a, a, a bigger, like, source of death than getting hit. Yeah, and it's not a good thing. It's not fun to fall off the stage. I, and just to be clear, I'm not saying the difficulty towards the tail end of the game is ideal. It's just that, like... The only thing I'm getting at is that I don't think you can judge this game's difficulty arc from the three parts of it you've played. That's, that is fair, but I get, like, I don't know, like, what, what, what do you want me to, to be able to describe why the systems aren't engaging if the problem is that I've only spent, like, three and a half hours playing it? What I like, want- Like, if it's not fun by three and a half hours, like, screw it, right? No, okay, so first of all, I think that we could have gotten to the part where you are at in faster than three and a half hours, easily. That's possible. Um, I, second of all, what I want is not to say that, like, this game is great. I, I want to tell you that this game is, like, it has the same problems that many people who do not just automatically love Sonic will find with Sonic games. That's fair. And the only reason you're looking for them harder is because this game is, has more redesigns, and it is not as focused on being blindingly fast. But honestly, I think being blindingly fast is, like, like I'm just immediately having more fun. Yeah, because you've been primed for that, I think. Like, but uh, but I think I don't think it's because I've been primed for that because that's what Sonic like is about or whatever. I think if you removed Sonic from this game, you like branded it differently. I would still be like, this is kind of lame. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you remove Sonic from like something like Unleashed or especially Heroes to bring it back, okay. you would also <laughs> think it was incredibly fucking lame. Hey, just to be clear, I thumbs down Heroes. Yes, as did I. I. I'm just, like, what I'm getting at is that this game is not, like, as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah. I think this game and Heroes are about the same. Uh, this game, for me, is better than Heroes, and I Actually, am incredibly close to giving it a thumbs up. I will I will say, this game is not infuriating the way Heroes sometimes is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, this, this game has aspects that you do them and then they're finished and you don't feel like it was a colossal waste of your time. Eh. Every eh. Everything I accomplish in Sonic Heroes is just, and here's more level that you will not like. Yeah. 
And Sonic Heroes never made me laugh. Sonic Heroes never made me interested in Sonic <laughs> developing as a character. True. Sonic, Sonic Heroes. Heroes Sonic Heroes uh, Tails voice actor uh, was never an adult when he <laughs> recorded the voice lines. Sonic Heroes level design never made me feel like I had accomplished something through skill. It always felt like luck whenever I got through the level. Oh man. You know, like I I think that ultimately I should give this a thumbs down and I'm being contrarian in how much I want to like it. I think that the experience I had with this game was one where I would have been disappointed if my save file had gotten corrupted, which would not be the case for Sonic Heroes. It would not be the case for Sonic Adventure. It would not be the case for even colors. I in, I mean, for Sonic Heroes, I would be disappointed insofar as I would be extremely mad that now I had to <laughs> now I had to play it again. Well, no, you don't. Like, that's the thing. The part of this podcast is that we don't play the games a second time unless that's we're doing true, a two-parter. Yeah. But with this game, I was like, I might want to come back and, like, see more of what's here because of how fun things like building stuff in the hub world and just every time I collected a ring, I knew that I was building towards something, which is not something I experience in many Sonic games besides the adventures. Okay. I think that because of these little mechanics, these, like, collect-a-thon type things, the game feels like a better 3D game, period, than most Sonic games are. I think that you could accomplish what Unleashed does with just a 2D game. I think you'd accomplish what colors and generations, what, what those games do with just a 2D game. I think Sonic Lost World is the only other major Sonic title where 3D really mattered to the game design. Yeah. I'm going to give this a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. But I definitely think Got it's em. significantly better than Sonic Heroes. Okay. I mean... I'm going to disagree. I think, it's, I think it's about on the level of Sonic Heroes for me. Where does Sonic Heroes beat this game? I mean... I have more satisfaction when I beat something in that game. That's compelling. That's an interest I would like to hear you say Especially more. Especially since, like, death is a consequence. But it's just that you have to play the level again. And if that's the consequence, if the level is so unfun that dying feels bad because you have to play it again, that's not a good thing. Sonic Heroes lets you play as Shadow, Rouge, and Omega. Oh, and God. there's I so like, many more characters. I like the part where Omega says, uh, Annihilation. I like how instead of answering my question, you're, you're just memeing. Like, Charlie gave me a genuine <laughs> answer, and you're just clowning. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I don't have a good answer. But you admit that this game has more compelling, like, objectives, right? I mean, I think visually Sonic oh, Heroes is more compelling. Even though I didn't get to them. <laughs> I think visually and auditorily Sonic Heroes is considerably more compelling. Whether or not... I really like the visuals or music, which I largely don't. Are you, like... Okay. I want to ask, do you think that there's any chance you are ignoring the fact that, like, the models in Sonic Heroes look really gross, and that the backgrounds, while they are more dynamic initially, are incredibly samey throughout whole stages? Uh, I I am ignoring the, the low-poly component, yes. Okay. Um, but the backgrounds... The thing is, is that you're most of the time not looking at the backgrounds of the stages. And that means that they are not either A, interesting, or B, you don't get an opportunity to actually admire anything in the game. <laughs> I mean, you don't get an opportunity to admire anything in Boom either. What? You just told me that you have to walk around slowly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I guess that's... Okay, look, if we're comparing if we're comparing skyboxes, I think we get about the same amount of appreciation time. Not just skyboxes, but also, like, the design of the things you're running on and the things that you're interacting with. Like, they're cool set pieces. There's, like, lots of, like, I I guess dungeon dressing is a word a lot of people use. Like, clutter, just, like, set, like, little set items. 
There's like lots of shit to look at in Sonic Boom, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. I like the models here. I like that they're giving me this feeling. Like when you see that giant statue that to me looks like an echidna, I'm not sure what it's supposed to look like, but there's this huge uh, statue in the skyline of the second area. I think it's the second area. It's it's the part after you beat up robots, but before you get to the temple. Okay. You see a giant statue that has like an echidna head, and I think that's really neat. Okay. And then is there's. It, is it neater than in uh, Mystic Mansion? Where there's skeletons so here's platforms. He, here's the thing. I'm hesitant <laughs> to give Mystic Mansion credit because it is more than halfway through Sonic Heroes, and we got less than, like, a you, fifth you know through what? this game. That is actually extremely fair. So I, I'm trying to judge it based mostly on the first two levels in Sonic Heroes, which yeah. even that is a little generous, I think. A, a little generous. Generous. And the river I really did like in Sonic Boom. I think that was a wonderful set piece. I thought that it gave me this sense of progression and that there's this barrier between, like, the the wild that Sonic and his friends like to hang out in and the village. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's interesting. And I, I loved seeing the... It wasn't just a canyon. It's not like this, like, two it's sides. It's not real canyon. And then all, yeah, it's not just two sides and then this big stupid hole. There's, like, levels to it. There's machinery. You see, like, these these mining machines and you see these giant gates that have like keys on them or something like there's this they're like cylinders that you'll at some point have to interact with and you see like the remains of a society as well as people trying to like it it seems like they're trying to bring society back i don't know if this is just how they live i didn't get into the lore that much but you can tell that this space is inhabited and that's really cool yeah and in sonic heroes you've got like whales and like white and red boxes with like grass on it and that's fine yeah, I don't. I, I mean, they have a sense of progression, but you really only feel it once you get to the end. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So I I've, I really liked the natural environments of Sonic Boom a little bit more. And and I want to be clear that I am not coming to the defense of Sonic Heroes. <laughs> I and I and I probably never will in my life. <laughs> I'll do it time to time. Yeah, I think that's fair. I feel I actually feel bad about how much I hate that game. Because there are a lot of people in my same like like age group that are like, yeah, Sonic Heroes was like the the game I first fell in love with as a child, and I'm like, sounds like a shitty child. <laughs> but like, have they played it again since then? You know? Uh, yeah, very unlikely. Because yeah. very specifically, Charlie and I have a mutual friend that we hang out with like pretty much every weekend, and he he and I were together specifically for me to get him away to play the game again because I told him it was bad and he wasn't convinced. Yeah. And then he played it and he got. I think he got all the way through the forest levels, like the rainforest levels. Okay. And he told me that <laughs> this this was a very weird situation because he now fully agrees with me and is mad that I convinced him to play the game again. <laughs> he was like, that game is super shitty, and I'm mad that I had to find out. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, and that that's why I don't, that's why I don't ever bring up when somebody's being positive on Sonic, Sonic Heroes. Well, and also because, I mean, it's just a shitty thing if somebody's like, I love Sonic Heroes, for me to be like, oh, actually, this game is bad. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't think it's fair to make somebody realize that something is bad. I don't know, man. Like, it's there's something nice about learning that your memory is not as good as yeah. you think it is, because it takes a lot of onus off of you on pretending to, like, fully be aware of everything that has happened to you in however many years you've been alive. See, I think I think it would cause the opposite reaction in a lot of people, where they feel like you have a list of things that, that bring you joy, many of which from your, your childhood you have nostalgia for, and if you can't, if you don't enjoy this, 
it like I think a lot of people will feel as though it ruins positive memories of their childhood. And um, here here's another here's another little tidbit, another little fun secret. We still clown on Sonic Heroes all the time and mm-hmm. This friend of ours still likes the music, so we talk about how like he likes the music and how Charlie likes the music, and and I clown on the music a lot, and we're all yeah. laughing and having a fun time still. Those memories didn't go away. That's true. Yeah, it's just now we have this multi-layered discussion about the game, which is that like somehow for kids it was a great game, and then the the more you play it, the more you realize the holes in it that aren't even present in games like Adventure Two and Adventure that are still polarizing. Yeah, and I it's, think it's a fascinating game for that reason. I also think that it should be important to note that I like the Transformers films, and I have never tried to convince anyone <laughs> that they are good, and I still get to enjoy them, even though I know that they are very bad. Yeah. You well, have somehow it, convinced me to like Transformers 4, though. <laughs> You're never and going convince to convince me. that me. I was having a fun time watching the fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> I gaslit you into enjoying life more. <laughs> All right, we should we should probably do plugs. We've been at this for a while. I like how we in our Sonic Boom episode we spent fifteen minutes dunking on Sonic Heroes. I was very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Isaiah Games. Uh, you can also find the podcast on Twitter at No Spin Dash Zone. Uh, you can also email the podcast at No Spin Dash Zone at gmail dot com. Uh, I, I feel like a am I forgetting something? There's Twitch, but we don't use it very often. Okay, yeah, you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Um You can also find Charlie. Screw you, Charlie. I'm going to do it for you. Uh, at uh, Charlie Horse, is that right? Charlie is horse. Charlie Char- is horse. I Charlie Horse is a cramp, but close. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I thought it was like wordplay. But yeah, it's Charlie is horse. I can't believe I've got Isaiah inadvertently to say the word horse. <laughs> Not that you've been, like, trying to not say it. I w- it's, for some reason, it's funny to me. <laughs> Isaiah will never say horse. You can you follow can... Charlie at Charlie Horse. Spits out cereal. <laughs> Gets leg cramp. <laughs> you, you can also find Isaiah uh, on the cafe. Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era podcast, which you can find on Twitter at K-H-A-F-E. Uh, you can also find the podcast on places where podcasts are. What's the what's the free service that you guys use? Um, the hosting one. Yeah, I don't remember. Is it Anchor.fm. That's the one. I remember now. It's Anchor.fm. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Spin you later. <laughs>